Hello everyone, welcome to Screen Scream on Viola. Today's theme is Japanese anime. I know a lot of people love Japanese anime, and we're going to talk about two of them in the newly released section and at Top 007. I will talk about one movie that I like very much and just go through other movies in general. Now let's listen to the introduction of the first Japanese anime we're going to talk about today. Fruits Basket Prelude Based upon Nazuki Takaya's Fruits Basket manga series, it's centered around Toru Honda's parents accompanied by a digest episode of the anime series, narrated by Kyo, and a brand new anime story about Toru and Kyo, set after the series. The first Japanese anime we're going to talk about today is Fruits Basket Prelude. Actually, I don't know this anime, and from the introduction we just heard, I'm still very confused. So let me tell you something about this movie. The original manga of Fruits Basket was sold more than 30 million books in Japan, and people are usually touched by its warm plot. The TV series of the same name was released in April 2019 with a brand new crew and a dubbing team. After three years of airing the show, the TV series finally came to an end. All the characters in the work is somehow freed in the story, and the protagonist also moves on to a brand new future. Then what's so special about this movie version of Fruits Basket? You may notice that there's a prelude behind Fruits Basket in the title. Yes, because in the TV series or the manga, Fruits Basket is about the protagonist, Toru. But this movie version is actually going to talk about the story of Toru's parents. And this is also the very first time that her parents was turned into animation. Actually, Toldu's father was a teacher of her mother. And so Fruits Basket Prelude is about their love story. It tells that although Toldu's father looks very polite and decent, he's actually pretty weird. And Toldu's mom just can't resist it. There's even something happened between Toldu's mom and some bad friends, making Toldu's grandparents so angry that they want to cut relationship with Tolu's mom. But just at this time, Tolu's father appears in front of Tolu's mom, and that's how they got into each other. This story of the parents is the key to Tolu's strong character, and since it's the very first time that this story is animated, all the fans are looking forward to this movie version. So if you are a fan of Fruits Basket, I recommend you to watch this movie version. And even if you are not, if you like Japanese anime, this is also something you can choose from this weekend. And now our second Japanese anime is a classic re-release. Perfect Blue Encouraged by her manager Lumi, the lead singer of the successful J-pop group Chan, and teen idol Mima Kirigoe decides to quit her bubblegum trail to pursue an acting career in the television soap Double Bind. However, 
her bold choice didn't sit well with the young band's male admirers, especially the unknown die-hard fan who starts posting insidious threats and disturbingly intimate information about Mima's life on her blog. Andrew's Mima's swears aren't hers. Now all those who talk Mima into embracing her bad girl persona end up brutally murdered. And a menacing doppelganger harasses her. This is, is this strange and dangerous situation merely a palpable delusion, or is Mima indeed being stoked by a violent killer? Where did this come from? How do they know so much? Innocence is lost. Dreams become. Wow, the second new movie we're going to talk about today is Perfect Blue by Kong Satoshi. Actually, when I was preparing for this week's show. I was wondering whether I should have it as a Kung Satoshi episode because many of his works are going to be re-released this weekend. But I just decided maybe we can still talk about Fruits Basket. Let's have some new anime as well. But just from listening to the introduction of Perfect Blue, I want to watch it. It sounds so interesting. It was re-released. I think one or two years ago, and I remember I also talked about it on the podcast before. As we heard in the introduction, Mima's manager is greedy, and he also agrees to the crew that Mima can take a scene of being raped. But after that, the scriptwriter and the photographer who shot Mima's naked photo got killed. Mima's life just becomes very chaotic, but what's the truth? Actually, I only saw two of Kong Satoshi's movie, and I haven't seen Perfect Blue yet, so I don't think this is spoiler. But this is my guess. I guess maybe because of the new job and the pressure all itself, Mima becomes、mm, delusional or something, and it is herself. That posed the threat on her blog. That is the reason why the entry would be able to be posted on her own blog, and she killed those people who makes her uncomfortable. But that's just my guess. But I've heard people say that Perfect Blue is scary, not jump scare or ghost horror scary, but this psychological horror that you will feel scared of. Perfect Blue was director Kong Satoshi's very first feature animation in 1997. He used realistic style to tell the story, and after that, he didn't belong to any animation company at all. He became an independent director and released different animations in 2002 and 2003. They were all made by Madhouse. Director Kong Satoshi's last film was released in 2006 and was selected to Venice Film Festival and the New York Film Festival. He also got recognized by the world at the time, but unfortunately, he passed away really early. So, if you are a fan of director Kong Satoshi, it really is a good time to watch some of his works this weekend. Before we move on to Top Double O Seven. Let's review what we had from last week first. Top three: The Batman. Top two: Death on the Nile. Top one: Uncharted. We have some newcomers this week and some shuffling. Let's check it out. Top six: Goddamned Asula. 大家都是想赶快找答案，赶快下定论
Top five. Spider-Man: No Way Home. We started getting some visitors. Top four. Dog. You want to get back in the game? Prove it. Sergeant Rodriguez was a legend. Family funeral Sunday outside of Nogales. They want his dog at the funeral. Revolution of our time. They won't know my name. Because you don't have to worry about it. All people are nobody. Nobody is everyone. I mentioned that we have some newcomers this week. Actually, there's only one. That is Goddamned Asula. Goddamned Asula is a Taiwanese movie, and from the name or the poster, you may think it's a ghost story. No, not at all. That is what the crew is afraid of. They are afraid that people would take it as a horror movie, but it's not. It's actually about mystery solving. Actually, I don't know, but it's not horror movie. Just trust me on this one. Okay, in this section, I'm going to talk about all these four movies a little bit, and that's all for Goddamn Asula. So top five is Spider-Man: No Way Home. It's on the chart for 13 weeks for now. Wow, that's amazing. That really is an achievement. I mean, for 13 weeks, that's more than four months. Yeah, like it's already March, and I remember Spider-Man: No Way Home is a movie from last year, but it's still on the chart. Just awesome. Top four: Dog and Revolution of Our Times. Dog is very popular in the U.S. right now, but it's already out of the theater in Taiwan. I'm very shocked. It's only a month after its release. There's Channing Tatum, and the reviews are pretty good. So I guess it's because the publisher didn't do much to promote it. But anyway, and Revolution of Our Times, it actually moved up this week. I guess it's because from word of mouth, there are more and more people who go to watch Revolution of Our Times. Like it wasn't so popular when it first came out, but I just saw more people post that they went to see Revolution of Our Times. Besides, Taiwan is the only free land that plays Revolution of Our Times in the theater, so it's a great chance to watch it. Now it's time to move on to top three to top one. Top three, Jujutsu Kaisen Zero, the movie. Top two, Uncharted. They're not gone. They're just lost. Top one, the Batman. Fear is a tool. When that light hits the sky. Wow, Jujutsu Kaisen Zero the movie is back to the leading group. But today I still want to talk about the Batman because of Robert Pattinson. But today I'm not going to talk about Robert Pattinson. So Robert Pattinson is the new Batman, and we've talked about how he changed this role. But today I want to talk about how the reboot gives classic villains some new faces. First of all, we have a brand new Catwoman, starred by Zoe Kravitz. She was very looking forward to joining the team and to portray a different Catwoman on the big screen. In this reboot, we get to see how Kyle changed to Catwoman. And we also get to know her history background that we didn't know before. 
When I went to watch Batman, I was like, yeah, I never knew what job Catwoman do. I mean, I know she's a thief. Oh yeah, Catwoman is a villain. It's just that she sometimes teams up with the Batman, but sometimes they are on the the opposite side. And yes, she's a thief, so she's definitely a villain, just not the big one. But this time. We get to see more of her different sides, and the main supervillain in this reboot is the Riddler. The most famous Riddler is the cartoon version by Jim Carrey, but this one is totally different. It's about how the character has this antisocial character and crime psychology based on real world. So when you watch the Batman, I wouldn't say you can sympathize. Him, but at least you can understand why the Riddler wants to do such things. But what I feel pity is that the movie doesn't allow the audience to solve the riddles with the Batman. I mean, when you go watch the Hobbit, when Gollum and Bilbo are competing on riddles, you get to think with them because there's time in between questions. The characters themselves are thinking, but in the Batman, basically, whenever the Batman sees the riddle, he spits out the answer. I mean, at most three seconds. I was like, what? Cannot even think about it. Of course, by this, you show moviegoers how smart and how the world's greatest detective is. But I just feel that as much less interesting. But anyway, some of the riddles are really clever. So if you are a person who enjoys detective works, you will love this reboot of the Batman. And that's all the time we have for today. Hope you like the show. And if you do like it, please share it for us. And remember to tune in same time next week at Screen Screen on Viola. See you next week.